folks, back on the Boss Man Show with Mike McPayo. He's the coach. You see Riverside Highlanders, the Big West Conference, doing big things. Coach Mike, what's up, but How you doing, man? What's up, Boss Man? Thanks for having me. No doubt, brother. Man, let me tell you, let me ask you this, man. How did you feel when you got that five-year deal, man, after interim <laughs> there one year and less than a year later? Hey, you're the man. Five years, let's, let's get it, baby. You know what? It was like all the all the patience that I had to have this year and, and uh, you know, it all paid off in the end and, and just really just kind of stay in the course and not focus on all the noise um, to get that deal done was fantastic for me and obviously for my family, but most importantly for my program, I was just like, you know, having to answer those questions to recruits or even our players, parents and whatnot. And I knew it was coming um, in some way, shape or form, but to get the five year, um, I'm just so grateful. It's awesome, man. You, you can imagine. Now, coach, let me ask you this, man. Tell me, when did you decide you want to get into coaching? Because I know my dad's a coach himself, yeah. so I know coaching wasn't for me. I don't have the patience for it. You know, but tell me, when did you kind of get the buzz? Like, hey, I want to coach, make this my career. It was uh, random. You know, I was – but similar to, similar to you, my dad was a coach me growing up, and he was uh, – you know, Filipinos love basketball. Like, it's our, it's our national sport, so – I had a basketball in my hand when I was a kid, you know, a baby. And so when I was growing up, he coached me. Um, and so that kind of got, and then he coached my little brother and I would help him out. But really when I was in college, I went to UC Santa Barbara here, all another big West conference team. And about 19 years old, I started coaching an eighth grade team, a little eighth grade boys team in Santa Barbara. And that's when I started. Um, and I started coaching eighth grade boys. And when I graduated from college, I kept on coaching high school basketball um, for the next nine years. And then I got into college um, in 2010, like when I was 30, actually, that was my first division one college coaching job at Columbia University. So it's kind of been a crazy ride, uh, a lot of luck involved and, and a lot of hard work, but uh, never did I think that I would, I would, I would be a head coach this soon in my career. So I'm, I feel like the luckiest coach in the world. And how did you kind of prepare to become a head coach? I know for me, I've never really been a, I've, never, I've been a co-host kind of, sort of, but not really. I, I always have my own show. So how was it for you kind of prepared to be a head coach when you as assistant coach? I know for me, I was a co-host. I was like, I'm my own show. I really don't care. This your show. I do what I want to on my own show. So how was it for you? It was It was great. You know, I had a lot of tools that, that you know, I, while I was a high school basketball coach, I also ran, I was a CEO of a real estate company in my 20s. Um, and it was during the real estate boom here in Southern California. So I, I went through the boom and I went through the bust. Um, and, and survived, but I had been in front of a company uh, of 40 at, that, at some points of my, of my career. So I had a little experience in leading and leadership. Um, so when I got the job and even coaching, being a head coach of a high school basketball team, all those things that I learned when I was a young coach, I mean, I was just wild, angry, yelling at the refs, you know, go throwing balls at practice. And I kind of just, it, which was great because I got that experience even coaching high school basketball so when I got to the head spot here um, at UC Riverside I had enough experience that could carry me and, and help us succeed and I was really lucky I inherited a really a full cupboard of players so I inherited a really good team um, and, a, and a veteran team an old team so that really helped a lot no doubt I'm asking you Mike um coaching on a COVID year man 
Yeah. How was that? Because California was closed. Now, Georgia, we was wide open from April 24th on. It was wide open. <laughs> <laughs> so you all were shut down for a while. So you couldn't see your guys on campus, virtual workouts, hopefully they're doing something when they're back home. So how was it when you got all you guys back on campus to prepare for a season, knowing you ain't touched them for almost over a year? It was a lot. It was hard. It was hard because I got the job July 1st, right in the middle of COVID and the UC in California, the UC system in California was probably the most strict in the country. So why didn't get our guys to campus and to run my first practice till October 1st. So July, August, September, those three months, I was coaching them through Zoom, trying to retain them, trying to keep them engaged. So that was a challenge. That was my biggest challenge, um, those three months. And once I got to practice, because I was like, I'm not a real head coach yet. I haven't run a practice yet. I want to get between the four lines and coach a practice. And once I did, uh, I was so grateful and I kind of kept that mentality the whole time and kind of pitched that to our team. Let's just be grateful for every day. So every, you know, we tested four times a week and every time we got all negative tests from our team, we'd all, the joke was, oh, we got two more practices promised to us. So it was really just to take it a day at a time. It probably helped me because it didn't allow me to think about all the, the you know, the future or what, or, or the schedule. It was just like, take it one day at a time, get through the next test. Um, and lead these guys basically like one day, two days at a time. And, and uh, it really helped me kind of keep things calm and in perspective. And getting double-digit wins in the COVID year is a, is a win because knowing you started October the 1st, somebody, so yeah. that's an accomplishment of itself because, you know, you hadn't touched these guys. You, you get them pretty much off, off the street per se, jump into it, let's go to the 25th, right? It's coming up here real soon. So and it's always that 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 chance. So I feel like to get what do what you accomplished in, in this COVID year, man, that's an accomplishment in of itself. Uh, I mean, heck yeah. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> and, I mean, it was a, uh, we were very fortunate. Now, the, the good thing about when I, when our head coach left, um, the previous head coach, our whole staff stayed and we had, and we were able to retain 100% of our players. So we, we retained 100% of our coaches, retained 100% of our players. So it was a seamless transition and we just kept trucking along. So we were very fortunate. I was very lucky in that sense that I wasn't, you know, scrapping it out. We just kind of kept the train moving that we had, we'd been here for, this was my Last year was my third year. So we had built this thing over a two-year period and, and had a culture and had a program, and it was our guys now. Um, but, yeah, every win was gold. Every game was gold. Just just when the when the ball got tipped or, or, or early in the morning when you knew that we were playing a game because both teams had tested negative. I mean, it was a, it was a joke, but it wasn't really. It was a celebration. Like the whole team and the coaches said, yes, we get to play a game. So that mentality really, really helped us and carried us all the way through. And, Coach, going forward is – building your program, how's that portal going to help you guys bring talent into the big West to Riverside? Because you can talk to guys directly. Now you got to go through intermediate. Just call, talk to them directly and you can help build your program, find a piece you need, maybe late even to bring out there to play for you guys. Yeah, it's helped a lot. And, and before even this year, a big part of our success was transfers. So we started this year, we had three starters that were transfers. We had a DePaul transfer, a Washington State transfer, and a St. Mary's transfer in our starting five. Um, and then the St. Mary's transfer and the Washington State transfer graduated. So this year we brought in, like you said, the transfer portal is huge for us because we were able to go. We got a Temple transfer coming in um, who will probably play a lot, being our top five, top six. And we brought in a UNLV transfer. It's, you know, it stinks for the high school seniors right now. Um, because of this transfer portal, because they're trying to get recruited and trying to make their way on the Division One college team. Um, it's good. 
it, it's, it's challenging because you try to keep your players. We've been really lucky. We haven't not lost anybody to the transfer portal, knock on wood. Um, and then we've been able to pluck a couple good ones here and there that fit and can help us. We know what they've done at their previous institutions and they can come and help our program right away. So it's been a good, it's been really, really good thing for us so far. Yeah, hey, I think it stays on the budget too. The portal plus Zoom stands on that, that budget, so you can get guys if I have on the, you know, burn the budget up so much. I know. I loved. I honestly, we 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 get to recruit this weekend for the first time in 14 months. Division one college coaches they finally opened it up. So we this weekend, Division one college coaches who have not recruited since March of 2020, 14 months ago, 14 15 months ago, get to go out this weekend. So like everybody's going out. It's we're back to to, to normal, so to speak. But I loved it because we weren't spending at all and we were able to recruit and we were basically just selling them on our Zooms and with our, you know, taking them through virtual tours of our campus without spending a dime. It was great for a mid-major program like ourselves who, you know, we do have to like count our pennies and, and make sure. So it was it, it was a good time. Now we yes. got to go back to spending. Yes, yes, indeed. In the Big West, man, it's getting better every, every year, Coach. You know, you, I mean, the talent and the coaches in that, in that conferences is great. Talk about your conference as a whole and the great coaches you have and the great players and talent that people don't really see, especially on the East Coast. No, by the time you guys playing, it's 1230, 11 o'clock at night when you all playing, playing out there when we are getting to bed. Yeah, you know what? I'm so glad. I, my first seven years in college coaching, I was on the East Coast. Um, I, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, but then I go out and work four years in New York City at Columbia. And then I worked three years at Campbell University in North Carolina. But I got a sense for, I get it. I get why the East Coast and everything out that way is like a real, and the South is a real, it's real. They love their college sports teams like to, to know when West Coast, you know, it's a little breezy out here and a little, you know, there's just, there's not a sense that it, it matters as much as the East Coast. A lot of it has to do with what time we play, like you said, to you guys. Whereas, like, over there on the East Coast, people are going out to watch games. Like, you got your hot ski. I mean, you are – like, they're going out to watch whatever it is. It could be college football. It could be uh, – it could be pro football. But here – the Big West back in the day was big time. You know, Big West just used to have UNLV and, and, and UC Santa Barbara's always been good. Obviously, things have changed and evolved. But the Big West is a really strong conference. Like, it, it, in – it's probably the 14th, 15th best conference based on a lot of analytic websites like Ken Palm and whatnot. So it's a really, really strong conference. Um, the coaching, the coaching is excellent. So every day it's very similar to the Ivy league where every coach you're going to be scouted to, these are great, great coaches. You've got Joe Pasternick, who was, who's been a cow in Arizona who leads UC Santa Barbara. And they, they should have won that first game against Creighton. You got Russell Turner, who's built UC Irvine in a powerhouse. Um, and you, and I look, when I'm on these head coaches calls with all these coaches, Jim Les at UC Davis, former NBA player, Ron Gannat at Hawaii, all these guys have made an NCAA tournament already. Even Dietrich Taylor, Cal State Fullerton. Everybody's made an NCAA tournament. Long Beach State head coach Dan Munson, he built Gonzaga, and then he, he, now he's at Long Beach State. So there's no days off. And these coaches are all elite. No doubt. And like you said, man, you know, I'll tell you all the time, the Big West is great, great man. So those does the big sky because for me, I'm kind of up that time of night so I can go on my computer and watch the games because that's kind of the junkie I am. But yeah. everybody not like me <laughs> going to be up <laughs> two or three in the morning watching ball. That's just not what they're going to do. No, no. I, I, and, and I see the numbers, you know, we would like we're the, the, the fortunate thing is we do get on ESPN2 and the ESPN games because we're the late, the late night. Now, who's watching over there on the East Coast? Probably not many people. Probably not, but, like, 
if you were to come out, the Big West is awesome. Like, if you were to come play here, it's a great conference because you're just playing all the teams in California. You're playing Santa Barbara, Irvine, Northridge, Long Beach State, and then the only time you leave is when you take that trip to Hawaii. So it's it's not hard to recruit to the Big West. It, it, it's it's a great um, it's a great uh, geography for of teams that we got. I think guys from from Georgia should kind of consider that because they can get to get away from. Georgia a little bit because you know I like it out of, out of California except for the, for the earthquake part of it. I like it because it's kind of the <laughs> same weather every day. It's not as humid as it is here in Georgia. I mean, and I used to recruit, recruit in, in Georgia when I was at Campbell and we had a couple kids at Georgia. But there's a really good one at UC Irvine, a kid at, at, out of Atlanta at UC Irvine, a really good um, big man, Austin Johnson. So um, I would love it. Send guys over. They, they love it here. It's beautiful. It's sunny every day. It's sunny right now. No doubt. And coach, how about the workouts uh, this summer? Um, play, play, talk about the player piece of player development. Cause that's to me, sometimes when you get better answer, you're a game. So how important is it going to be for your guys have a big summer this summer, uh, getting strong in the weight room and their games? Well, the summer's huge for us. It's kind of how we build our program. Um, these, the, the summer and the fall, like the off season. So we'll have a good, strong eight weeks and we kind of, we get gritty here in the RIV. <laughs> we get gritty. We'll do it. We'll do a day of boxing kind of started two years ago. Um, so we'll, t- we'll do our basketball stuff and we'll do our lifting, but we actually take the guys once a week to do some MMA and boxing. And so just kind of get used to getting hit a little bit, get a little tougher there. Um, and a lot of boxing is just like keeping your hands up. So that, and, we, and we, do our, we do a lot of our defensive drills with bricks. Like they, they each have their own pair of bricks. So a lot of us just, we, we recruit big at every position. That's kind of our, our, our method behind our madness. That's why we're so good defensively is that, the shortest guy on our team is 6'3", and we go all the way to 7'4". Wow. We try to recruit big and long, um, and then we utilize that and we, by keeping their bricks <laughs> keeping their bricks up when they're doing their defensive drills, and then we take them boxing. So that box – and the coaches do it too. Um, it's brutal. Um, it's like a 45-minute workout down here in Moreno Valley where Kawhi Leonard's from, and we got this boxing coach who just kind of leads us through 45 minutes of, of – he's such a sweetheart. You think it's going to be easy. It's not, it it is brutal. And um, here in the heat of Southern California during the summer, it's without a doubt, it gets us tough. And and it's kind of made us who we are over the last two years. I got two more for you, coach Mike. First one, what is your favorite restaurant here in Atlanta when you come in to recruit? Oh, shoot. (laughs) Oh, we went to this amazing, uh, I can't, it was an amazing steakhouse that we went to that me and, uh, Kyle Smith, my old boss, and Kevin Hubbard, and we played credit card roulette. Oh, I can't remember it. I, it was a big-time steakhouse. It was a huge bill. We played credit card roulette, and it was great because I won. Kyle Smith, the Washington State head coach now, he was my first boss at Columbia. He lost. Uh, I, I can't, it was in a really nice area. It wasn't Mastro's or anything like that, but it was a very similar, but a name that I've never seen before. I wish I knew it. That would be my favorite. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll remember later. <laughs> of course, it'll come and say, oh, that's what it was. That's what it was, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I choked. I choked. And the last word for you is, okay, that's your favorite restaurant. What's your favorite moment in Atlanta? Could that be it, too? The, the, no, the, no. the roulette? You know, okay. the, the final four there, um, that, uh, it, was what, it was, I forgot, it was like five years ago, the final four in Atlanta. And I just had a great time one night. Uh, we were watching Michigan. Michigan was in the final four. But we were in, it's when I discovered, what is that area of town what, where a lot of, it's, it's a lot of fun. What's the name of that area of town in Atlanta? It's, it's a, a lot Buckhead. of bars. Say it? Yes. Buckhead. Yeah. <laughs> just had a great, we had one great night in Buckhead, a bunch of the coaches and us. And it was just kind of when I experienced this, 
it was a mix of the South um, and, and just uh, good food. We got some barbecue. We we're just kind of walking around. It was, it was the both final four games were on. I just remember that was a great, great night in Atlanta. Yes, that was 2013. I remember that. 2013, I was there too. I was just walking around, meeting coaches, hanging out around hotels, getting interviews. That's what I was doing. <laughs> no, that was a great Final Four for us. And we got to really explore Atlanta, go to all the big parties and all that stuff. It was really cool. I, I really enjoyed that. I just remember, I, I vividly remember Michigan because they they had this kid Spike Albright. Um, and they almost, and, and they, uh, they almost upset uh but they lost in the finals from what I remember. Oh, yes. I, I hate that we missed out on in 2020 because I had so many interviews lined up with guys coming to town because I, I usually see everybody at the Peace Jam or Lake oh, that's Point. Right. That's right. I had my flights booked. That's right. I, I had my flight booked to Atlanta. That's that's right. Are you guys going to get it back? You guys getting it back? Probably after, it back? Not, probably after 2026 or 27, probably. Okay. Cause okay. they got all mapped out already. We kind of missed out. So they said the first opening, they're gonna give you give it back to us again. So it just yeah. it just ruined my whole. I had a whole little thing. All the interviews lined up that I was working on for months and yeah. wiped out. I found about COVID on my on my, on my birthday, which is March 11th, at the Hawks Knicks game. That's when I found out about it. Oh my gosh! Is that the day? Is that the day that I got shut down? When, yes, when go my okay. birthday, March 11th, 2020, at the Hawks Knicks game, and I got the text: the season gonna be suspended. I'm like what? So wow. forever, I remember my, my birthday is the day that the NBA shut down. Oh my god! And we, went through, and we went through all the way through your birthday before we're finally coming back. Nuts, man! Nuts. Let's just yes. hope that we keep coming out of this thing. Oh yes, I got my Pfizer. I got Pfizer up, so I'm I'm feeling good and ready to go, Coach. I'm yeah. feeling back to normal now. Atlanta's been wide open like, since April 24th. We haven't really shut down. Now <laughs> I feel better about life when I got vaccinated now. April 24th, 2020? Yes. We were going to shut down for three weeks. If, if wow. we got shut down April 3rd, we opened back up April 24th. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah, we just opened up yesterday, June 15th in yes. California. So we'll, we'll see. But, it, it, yeah, it is a little liberating not to wear a mask and all that. Yes, it is. But, Coach, thank you for your time. But it'll do us again real soon. I had a lot of fun. You come out here and recruit, man. Look, a guy can get, get with you. We got to have your studio when I get back in that area well, Coach. Yeah, JR. Thanks, buddy. Anytime. Thanks so much, Coach. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.